welcome to the IOD's Director's Briefing Podcast. This podcast is produced by the IOD's Policy Unit and provides timely updates, insights and commentary on the key issues of the day impacting business leaders. Chris Hodge, um, welcome to this IOD podcast. Um, you are Senior Advisor to the IOD Centre for Corporate Governance, and you have been leading this new innovation inquiry um, that the IOD Centre is running. Um, Chris, welcome. Could you tell us a bit more about the centre and this inquiry? Yes, of course, Roger, and thank you very much for inviting me to, to take part in the podcast today. Um the IUD set the Centre for Corporate Governance up about 18 months ago with a particular remit to explore current issues in corporate governance, company stewardship and ESG and sustainability more broadly, uh, with the idea that this would be obviously of direct mem- interest to IUD members and the business community, but also hopefully to, to wider society. Uh, and I joined as the senior advisor about 12 months ago. Up until now, we've been issuing a series of short reports and holding various webinars and other events on topical issues. And we'll continue to do that because I think it's important to to remain on top of of those issues. And as you know, there are many of them. Uh, But we've decided that as part of the centre's remit is to provide thought leadership, we should also look to carry out an annual inquiry, looking in more depth at what an area of corporate governance that perhaps hasn't been explored um, to the extent that it might be. Uh, As part of that, we'll be looking to undertake new research and seeking out a wide range of views before producing a report with findings and recommendations. And as you say, we've, we've chosen as the topic for the first of these inquiries to look at the link between governance and innovation. And why have you chosen that particular topic? I mean, often the subject of innovation isn't naturally linked to governance. So, so what is it about no, I, those, that topic that you think will be... Well, I, I think that's almost exactly why we're looking at it, because as you say, there are many aspects to, to innovation, many things that drive the ability of companies to undertake successful innovation, a lot of them being external factors, whether they are access to skills, access to capital, uh, and so on. Uh, But our view is that, and this is what we want to explore, is that at least in principle, there seems to be a correlation between how the company is governed and and how innovative the company is or it has the potential to be. But perhaps before going into a little more detail, it's worth clarifying that when we're talking about innovation, we're not talking purely in this context about products or services that are entirely new to the market. We're also including those that are new to each individual company, uh, because obviously while only a relatively small number of companies will ever be innovation leaders in terms of developing entirely new products, services, and and processes, all companies can and, and we think should aim to be innovative in their own terms. Uh, and, and the reason we're choosing to look at it now is I think there's there's long been a recognition that innovation is essential for value creation uh, and the development of new ideas and processes, technology, and importantly, their diffusion across other sectors and other companies is a significant driver of, of growth and productivity. But more recently, I think with the increasing correct emphasis on sustainability and challenges like net zero and and so on, I think innovation is has to be crucial to the transition of the economy away from fossil fuels and carbon-intensive business activities. And there's a pressing need to try and develop new and indeed adapt existing products and services to uh, to meet those needs. 
And this is an area where the UK has a bit of a, a mixed record in terms of the the supporting infrastructure, if you like, uh, things like capital skills, research base. Generally, we have a good um, good story to tell. And indeed, in the most recent Global Inno- Innovation Index, which is something that the World Intellectual Property Organization publishes, the UK ranked fourth in the world um, for that. But actually, that hides a lot of uh, disparities, if you like, beneath that. And uh, we have some very good indicators for individual sectors that are being very innovative investment. But we also have evidence that um, amongst the listed companies, and particularly among small and medium-sized enterprises, the, the levels of investment in either products or processes are significantly lower than many other countries. So we have a very mixed track record. Um, we have some very highly innovative companies. We've got a long tail of non-innovative companies as well. And as I said, I think particularly with challenges like net zero, relying purely on a small number of companies to, to reach that target isn't going to work. So we yes. need everybody to be working smarter and playing their part. And might right now be a particularly difficult time to be thinking about innovation, given the tough economic conditions that we're facing. Um, according to our latest Policy Voice survey, ID members, very few IOD members actually plan to increase investment, only about 25%, um, which is all, almost as many that are planning, as are planning to cut investment. Isn't this actually a difficult time for companies to be innovating? I think it's a difficult time to be investing, certainly, um, and, and it's entirely understandable. I think the, the findings you got from your latest mm-hmm. member survey are not a surprise given the, the broader economic conditions. But I think it's a good time, almost that almost makes it exactly the right time to be thinking about aspects of innovation that are perhaps not directly related to investment, but to do with uh, the corporate culture, the governance of the companies and the way they run. And partly because in the current conditions, the companies that will survive and thrive in these tough times are those that are agile and able to adapt and develop new ideas, which almost encapsulates the concept of innovation, if you like. Um, But it's also about being well positioned uh, for the future so that when the economic conditions do to take a turn for the better, and hopefully that will be sooner rather than later, you're well positioned to be able to take advantage of those. So I think it's a good time to look at those aspects of factors that relate to uh, encouraging innovation that are within the within the company's own um, hands to, to, to deliver you know, the, comp- the yeah. governance of the company. So the public inquiry that the IOD is launching today, what will actually be in it? Well, we, we're focused very much on the governance, as, as I've just said. I think obviously there are many other factors and we're very happy to receive thoughts on on those sort of issues, um, although that's not the primary focus. What we're going to be looking at primarily is that the four main drivers that influence the governance of companies, uh, one of which is obviously the board, you know, responsible for setting the company's strategy and culture and the risk appetite and overseeing the performance of the company, the other are, are the structures and internal processes of the company, how governments and, and values are embedded in practice within the organisation. So looking at, at things like what are the metrics and, and uh, approaches that you use to encourage innovative behaviour, uh, how are responsibilities defined throughout the chain of accountability, um, what is the actual structures you need, where do you, where do you place innovative activities within the company to, to, for best effect. The third issue, which is one that's been addressed 
uh, and looked at quite a lot in relation to the listed sector, but less so, I think, in terms of private companies, is the ownership structure. Uh, the, the debate is, as you know, Roger, around uh, for the listed companies is whether the perceived short-term uh, demands of shareholders mit- mitigates or militates against investment in longer-term product development or, or sustainability and how that influences capital allocation decisions. But it's, it's also the case in um, private companies, whether they be private equity and or family, that there are, the ownership is at very least a factor in uh, the willingness and ability of a company to invest in innovation. Uh, and then finally, there's the broader regulatory framework within the, which the company operates. And, and we're looking particularly at two aspects of that. One is this whole question of uh, the, the legal duties of directors, something that the IOD has been campaigning on very vociferously for some time now, the Section 172 of the Companies Act, which is seen at least by some people and has been interpreted as meaning that the the interests of shareholders take priorities over the interests of not only other stakeholders, but arguably over the company itself. Uh, and, and the IOD is, is one of many who are campaigning for changes to the law to make it clear that the primary duty is to the well-being and purpose of the company. But also looking at whether some of the corporate governance standards that have been in place either in law or in codes might inadvertently have had uh, a deterrent effect, we call it that, on, on innovation. I don't think anyone set out to do that, any of the regulators, but whether the emphasis on compliance uh, and, and so on has created perhaps a risk-averse uh, mindset around the board and uh, those sort of things. So that's something we'll be, yes. we'll be looking at as, as well. And how do you plan to research the link between these four aspects of governance and innovation? Well, we, we have a number of sort of strands in, in hand. We, we're going to be carrying out some, some new research into the governance characteristics of highly innovative companies. Um, we're in the process of, of scoping that and, and, and so on. And that will hopefully indicate whether there are common characteristics that those companies have that might have the potential for being um, adopted or adapted in, in other companies as well. We'll be, as I say, we'll be doing that research. We also intended to carry out a series of in-depth interviews with a number of different uh, People who will have something interesting to say will be talking to some high-growth tech entrepreneurs about what their experience has been, some directors and managers from more established uh, companies, from that, some people overseas for comparative purposes and, and, and so on. We're planning to do a survey as part of July's edition of Policy Voice, a survey of IoT members, and we're also, through the call for evidence the discussion paper that we're publishing today, setting out a number of questions on which we'd welcome views. And we're particularly keen to hear from, from members, obviously, but also from anyone else who has a view on the the need to encourage business innovation, whether that's investors, policymakers, academics, or, or anyone else. Yes. So it, it, what happens next, Chris? Are there any asks that we have of IOD members right now? Well, well, the first task is to, to have a look at the discussion paper. It's available on both the IOD and the, the centre's websites and the social media accounts. And we would encourage people to to submit comments on on that. Uh, the deadline for comments is the second, sorry, the twelfth of August. So plenty of time to, to ponder on that. Uh, we're intending then any to hold a series of roundtable meetings, probably in September, provisionally. Uh, which will give feedback on 
the findings and perhaps test out some developing recommendations. And anybody who responds to the the consultation will be invited to take part in, in one of those. As I say, there'll be a survey of, of IOD members and we may, may also look to do other surveys through social media in July. And then we'll be putting out regular updates on the inquiry to keep people posted on where we're going. The, the aim is to to issue the final report, which, as I say, will have recommendations for action addressed to companies, investors, policymakers, and potentially to the IOD itself, uh, hopefully in November, but certainly before the end of the year. Well, Chris Hodge, thank you very much for this introduction to our inquiry. I, I do hope that IOD members will contribute to the inquiry and will offer their thoughts on the linkages between good governance and, and innovation. Um, Thank you very much, Chris. Thank you, Roger. And um, just to echo what you say, we hope to hear from as many of you as possible. Thank you. We hope that you have enjoyed this Director's Briefing podcast. Please do subscribe to our channel to ensure that you are kept up to date on our future podcasts. You can find more information about our work on our website at iod.com forward slash news and on our LinkedIn and Twitter profiles. You can also contact us directly via policy-unit at iod.com.